So I'm excited. So this Sunday, I mentioned it's kind of a special Sunday. We are, um, we've been doing a series this fall. I've been calling The Home We're Building Together, talking about us as a community building a spiritual home. I've been offering that perhaps the last five years that's gotten us to this point from you know, just a few people in my living room to, you know, a, gr a community that is growing, that that has been a season of um, building a foundation. And I think we've kind of reached a turning point in the last few number of months where we're actually kind of saying, we're, we're moving into a new d stage of development of actually building the home itself. And we've been talking all fall about what that means. And this Sunday, we're kind of ending the series by considering what it means that we're doing it alongside partners. That what we're doing isn't just about what's happening in this room or even some of the other gatherings that folks in Haven are, um, are a part of, but that we stand alongside others who are doing um, important work of the kingdom, of what God is doing in the world, of bringing justice, um, of creating new inclusive spaces, all of that. And so one of the people I'm excited to introduce you to is Yushan. You who are, some of our board members know her because she came and presented to us several months ago. And we have opted to be um, financially uh, supporting her organization. And many of you don't even know that. And so I thought it would be a good time to hear about this partnership that's happening and what they're doing. So thanks, you, Shan. Thank you. All right, good morning. Wow, it was um, quite an adventure to get here this morning. So thank you for being here, and um, thank you for inviting me. This is the first time that I'm in this space, but I have friends that I know that have um, talked a lot about this community. been really um, grateful for the space that you have created. So glad to be here in person. <clears throat> I can share a little bit about Sacred Roots. You actually caught me in a um, quite uh, in a adventurous phase at Sacred Roots, but I'll tell you a little bit more about Sacred Roots first, just the background. So Sacred Roots have been around for almost four years. Uh, yeah, if, if we can just get to the next slide. Um, so four years, <coughs> almost four years ago, I got together with um, some other people of color in the Fruitville area where I live. And um, we decided, you know, we had, we were, I mean, really this house kind of landed on my lap <clears throat> through kind of this uh, personal connection. It was this beautiful house in the Fruitville area. And the landlord pretty much said, hey, I believe in your ministry. I believe in your vision. I trust you. So I want to rent this place to you way, way, way below market rate. And you just pray and dream and do whatever you want. I was like, wow, this is so exciting, and it's a huge task, right? So much responsibility in thinking about it. Um, so I got together with some other people of color in the community, and we started dreaming and envisioning. And this is what we came up with, what Sacred Roots is. We seek to center low-income people of color, migrants, queer, youth, and women in our pursuit of shared healing and liber liberation, we hope to build community and coalition between marginalized people, creating space for personal and collective growth through radical cultural and spiritual healing practices, liberation pedagogy and practice, as well as community organizing and activism. So almost four years ago, we had this vision and we said, you know, there's not a lot of spaces where marginalized people come together and work together um, 
especially low-income people, right? Because so often I think the environment is kind of divide and conquer. We're all fighting for breadcrumbs. That's really the political strategy. So really envisioning what would this look like. Um, so we ended up what we uh, ended up deciding because it's a two-story house. We um, For the first two years, this became a sanctuary housing because that was really the most urgent need at then, the sanctuary housing for um, recently arrived migrants. <clears throat> so um, we created this uh, program that allowed um, families, recently arrived families, to come for up to a year, and we matched them with accompaniment teams of communities like you all, who say, I'm going to come alongside and support and offer whatever resources we can to really um, you know, accompanying a family to becoming self-sufficient. So under this model, we were able to transition over 35 people within like less than four years, right? We were able to offer sanctuary and transition them out um, with the help of all these communities who are like, yes, I'm gonna help you enroll your kids. I'm gonna help you find jobs. I'm gonna help you learn language. I'm gonna help you find housing. That's the only reason. Because at Sacred Roots, we believe that there's not really one hero or shiro that's gonna save the world, right? But that we all have to come together. Um, about a year ago, we started really building deep um, in our community space, right? So within our community space, it is a coalition building space among um, people of color who are really kind of doing the front lines activism work and organizing work. How do we pull people together um, and start to kind of build from that? You can go to the next slide. So these are some of the families that we've supported in the past. <clears throat> they all have their own place, their own housing now, and they've transitioned out, you know, I think at least two years ago. Um, these two families are our most current um, families in the program. Um, this family to the right, um, they have a two-year-old, and um, the guy um, is in um, a program to... Um, <clears throat> like a coding, uh, he's becoming a coder, and um, he's also kind of having his own recording kind of um, business on the side. So they're doing well. The other family just came in about three months ago. The single mom who is also a chef and herbalist trying to start her own business. Um, currently, because of some, actually this just happened, um, full disclosure, this just happened like in, um, on Veterans, Veterans Day. Um, there was some um, conflict between the two families. We're doing our best to mediate, um, but there was an altercation. There were actually two <laughs> altercations that actually didn't necessarily involve them, but the guests that they brought into the house. I would love your prayer in this because at Sacred Roots, we really believe that, um, you know, law enforcement and criminal injustice system is not set up for people of color, especially if you're black and brown and poor. So we really want to build a robust community to come around and support and to kind of create restorative conversations, dialogues to help everybody. Um, and last, last resort is when we contact, right? So I, I think we just need a lot of prayer around that. Uh, my hope is to really help both of these families to transition out within 30 days. Um, uh, because unfortunately, sanctuary 
um, is our priority in this program. So safety is priority, and because sanctuary has been compromised, we're in the process of moving them out. Um, a couple months ago, this is interesting how God times everything. A couple months ago, um, I was already praying and reflecting on the next phase because um, they were all going to move out by August. And um, it's been really exciting to watch the spirit really mobilize and bring in a lot of um, healers of color in the community with different like healing modalities. We've already hosted one healing retreat for people of color. And so there's all these like energy around that. We're about to partner with One Life Institute um, and they are kind of um, healers who uh, have dedicated years um, on kind of offering that wellness support, that spiritual healing support for like front lines activists. <clears throat> so we're about to partner with them, but the vision is that we're going to turn, we're probably going to end the housing program when, once they move out and that we're going to turn our upstairs space into a people of color wellness center. And we're going to offer um, just variety of um, healing modalities, including spiritual, like cognitive, physical, energetic. Um, we'll also offer group like meditation, group um, sessions and retreats. So that's what we're hoping to do moving forward. Um, can you go to the next slide? So downstairs in our community space, um, it's going to stay the same. Community space, again, this is a space where we really want to get together the people who are really doing great, tremendous work in the community, and we want to offer space, affordable space for us to collaborate. Abundant Beginnings is one of those, like, I mean, the founding director, two founding directors are just badasses, right? And they um, center their pedagogy on um, queer, womanist, ecological kind of, you know, um, pedagogy. So um, they have started a social justice school project. Um, they have about 25 kids who use our space Monday to Thursday uh, for schooling. And um, they're oftentimes, their children are the ones on the front lines um, on marches with like, you know, social actions locally. Um, there's a little girl that says, which, which side are you on? My people, we're on the freedom side, right? So there's a lot of um, activism work that these children, right, are involved in. And their kind of vision is to really raise up freedom fighters, um, centering on people of color. Uh, next slide. Another group that's collaborating in our space is called Roots of Labor. And these are doulas who are trying to decolonize birth. So they center their practice, doulas who offer prenatal birth services as well as postpartum. Um, um, and they center their practice around really displaced people, black and brown, poor, um, you know, um, uh, trans, you know, um, disabled, all of that, you know, population. They center their practice around that. Um, they go weekly to Santa Rita to offer services to inmates for free. So they're really trying to offer that kind of birthing accompaniment. And we're happy to collaborate with them in this space. Can you go to the next slide? 
And the piece that I'm also holding in the space is um, um, a healers collective, a people of color healers collective. And these are just some of the healers that are offering different um, healing modalities in the space. We just finished hosting a um, healing retreat for people of color. We had like 20 people who came to the space and just spent the whole day really um, remembering ancestral healing practices as well as some contemporary practices that could really help ground our work. And most of them are activists, um, justice practitioners in the community. Um, so yeah, moving forward, I just want to say thank you for supporting us, even though you didn't know that you were supporting us. <laughs> thank you for supporting us. And um, I hope that in the future, we could just do even more work beyond um, financial we also have a garden, a community garden that offers free food to the community. And it's a collaborative effort among all the people who are involved. Shannon, we're just so grateful to know, we're so grateful for you, to you for the work you're doing and um, that we get to be any role in it, right? Let's just take a moment. Can we just pray for you? Real yes, quick? please. All right, all right. <laughs> Spirit, we thank you for you, Shan. We thank you for the gifts you've given her. We thank you for her story. And we thank you for the way that she has said yes to the opportunity that has been dropped before her to take a space and make it home for people who really, really need a place to call home. We thank you for all the ways that Sacred Roots is providing sanctuary in a holistic way. They're providing safe spaces for healing to happen, for safety to happen, for growth to happen. And we invite your presence into all the work they're doing. We say yes to the healing there. And we look forward to continuing to hear the stories and to partner with them in what you're doing there. Amen. Thank you again. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. One more time for Sacred Roots. Woohoo. Yeah. So part of that is um, part of a kind of commitment that our board has taken this year. And we'll talk a little bit more about it ne maybe next month as we're kind of getting towards the end of the year and people are thinking about, you know, potentially making charitable contributions, et cetera. Um, here at Haven, we've decided to, we're now at a place of enough financial health to be able to share 10% of everything that we bring in. Um, and so Sacred Roots is one of the organizations that um, is benefiting from that. And I'm just so grateful that we can. Um, and so thank you to you for your generosity as well. Um, all right, so now I'm gonna turn things over to my friend, Aaron. You wanna come up, Aaron? Erin is the pastor, yes. Let's give her a hand. Erin and her wife, Chelsea, are here. Hi, Chelsea. Um, and they are visiting from Vacaville. I will say, especially if we go a little late today, I may head out before um, we're done because I'm going to preach at her church at 1 o'clock in Vacaville. <laughs> so we're doing a preaching swap today. And um, I've been just really grateful to get to meet Erin recently in the last six months or so. Yeah, yeah it's been about six months to a, a year. Oh, really? A year? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that we've been getting to know each other in some kind of and growing kind of pastoral relationships of pastors doing 
you know, kind of in this progressive, uh, inclusive church space here in the Bay Area. Um, so I'm excited to meet, introduce you to her, and thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, can you guys hear me without me holding this, or do I need to hold it? Hold it. Okay. Or you could just put it. Let me get a. I'm a little. I have a little bit of a Pentecostal in me, so I, I move around a little bit. This this works. We'll we'll, we'll roll with it. Um, so first off, thanks for having me. Thank you for having me here, uh, Leah. Thank you for um, opening the opportunity for me to come and be a part of your fellowship today. So grateful for that. Um, so I pastor a church in Vacaville, California called LFP Community, Live on Purpose Community. And we started in my garage and now we're running from another church. And we've been on this journey of trying to find a space. Um, so it's been interesting. But we are thriving in Vacaville, conservative California, um, as an inclusive church, my wife and I. So if you've ever been to Vacaville other than the outlets, you know that the, the you know, the the base is right there. We, we're like in the Mecca of, of Conservativeville. But anyway, so building together, um, you guys have been talking about that. And I think it's important to acknowledge, to know that um, for LOP and for, for Haven, that you're not alone in this, that this journey, even though it feels maybe isolating at times, it's not, you're not alone. Um, and so it's important um, so you pray with me before I continue. God, you are um, always moving and always stirring our hearts. And so today I just ask that you would do so. Um, even more, even more in, in more ways. Allow us to hear from you. Um, I just thank you for this space. More of you, God, and less of me. In your name. Amen. I'm going to put this here. So fellowship, I want to kind of talk about that today, about being better together, growing together, stronger together. This whole thing of like this vertical and horizontal thing. Like I saw you guys, the name Haven, it has that whole up and down part of your name, the horizontal. Are you guys, everyone following me? All right. I'm going to need, so this is what is going to go down today. I'm going to need some response. All right, I'm a sister, okay? So I'm going to need a little bit of a, I'm here, okay? <clears throat> Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate that. Um, big deal here is that the horizontal aspect and the vertical aspect. The vertical aspect needs to happen, the fellowship of, like, being one, getting close to the divine, having that. But then the horizontal space of enjoying it and partaking it and, and doing those things together, it creates a space of, of growth. So it's got to be... It's got to be up and down. It's got to be this way, right? And that's the beauty of fellowship. But we don't do that by ourselves. We have to have the horizontal aspect of fellowship in order to completely move forward in our walk, in, in, our, in our belief statements, in our, what we believe in, and in our growth, right? So we know that we are better when we're with other people. Here's an example. I was a kid. <clears throat> I had two best friends, two girl twins, which is funny because now me and my wife have twins. So I always relate everything back to them. We were nine. My friend Nikki decides to start a fight with the boys around the corner. So she comes back. She's like, they were calling me names. So I called them names back. I said, okay, well, we're not going to let them call you names, Nikki. We're going to go and fight, right? She's like, no, we're not, right? Nine years old. 
So somehow I've convinced Nikki and her sister Vicky, that's literally their names, not made up for the fun of this story, Nikki and Vicky. I said, hey, wait, we're going to let them know they're not going to bully us anymore, okay? We're going to go. We're going to deal with this. So I want you to picture it with me. There's this hill that we had to climb around. So we come around this corner. We're walking, and I, you could just put some music behind it. We're walking. You know, we're, like, coming in. We're walking toward their hideout, I mean, fake itching powder. We combated them. We were in war with these dudes that are around the corner, but she was cool with it because she had us. And the whole concept is that we are better together. We're stronger together. We feel better together. We feel like we could push forward when you have someone next to you. It's a lot better when you're actually going to the movies with someone that you're laughing with and going alone. Have you ever gone to the movies alone? Okay. Do you enjoy it? Okay, that doesn't count for you. Most people don't. I was 16 years old. I got dropped off at the movie theater to see Dumb and Dumber, and I was by myself like, ah! <laughs> you lose a little bit of momentum in your laugh when you're by yourself. You only have someone to join in you, you know? You're like, that was funny. Wow. Well, there's something about being next to someone or being with someone that actually pushes us along, right? My Angela says this. I've learned that people forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. How you made them feel. People won't forget how you made them feel. And when we're together, we won't forget what it felt like when I'm having the worst week ever, but I come to church and I'm sitting next to someone. I won't forget how I felt when I didn't feel alone anymore because I had them next to me. I won't forget what it felt like when I was going through what I was going through, but I had Haven to go to. I won't forget what it felt like when I'm having the worst week ever, or maybe the best one. I have no one to celebrate with, but I have a whole church community to say, hey, this is what's happening. They're like, good job. I won't forget how it made me feel better together, stronger together. Ecclesiastes 4 9 says this. Two people are better than one because they get more done. <laughs> Sometimes the Bible is funny. They get more done working together. You ever worked with someone who just isn't doing anything and you're doing it by yourself, but you're still with them? You're not with them. They're with themselves, right? But it's different when you're doing it with somebody. And we know the difference when we're doing something with someone that's not doing the same thing we're doing, right? But how beautiful is it that you could be a part of a community that's doing the same work to say, we're doing this together, right, Isaac? It feels right, right? Right? It feels right, right, Doug? It feels right. When I'm here, I'm doing this with somebody. We're doing this together. It's better together, stronger together. Praying for and caring for one another. It's, it's essential to our growth as people in this room, in our church. And not just that, as a collective. So we have people like, we have churches like Oak Life. We have 
churches like Quest. We have churches around us that are still thriving and doing. And so we're not alone in this. You're not alone in this. So believe that. Understand that there is something big happening, and you are a part of it with another group of people that are a part of it, and you're not doing it alone. That's why you go to places like the Reformation Project, and you find, I'm not by myself in this. I could commute from Redwood City to here. I'm doing this because it's a bigger picture here. There's something happening here. I'm beside somebody. I'm doing this together with people. That's what you're here for. That's why you come here every other Sunday. <laughs> Y'all are very unique for that one. Keep it going. I wish I had that schedule. <laughs> My people would have that too. Like, uh, excuse me, Pastor E, you ain't here. I'm glad some of you are laughing. Cool. Um, <laughs> Great patience is found here. Great passion is found here. Patience is found when you have to work along some, by, by somebody, along somebody that you might not agree with everything they believe in, but, man, you guys are agreeing at least one thing together, and you're at least joining together to make that one thing okay. Right? Patience. Because not everybody in this room is going to believe in the same thing. Someone might be like LGBTQ matters. Someone might be like Black Lives Matter, and that person might be like, well, I don't think it matters. That happens. But if we can all look at what we're here for, the one thing, this horizontal approach to the divine, then we at least have that one thing in common. We meet together. And life's burdens become easier when we have each other. Hebrews 10.25, and let us not neglect our meeting together. As some people do, but encourage one another, especially now, the day of, the, of his return is drawing near. And I want to frame that. And the day of God's return is here. In the midst of us meeting together. The horizontal, the, the in-between, the mess, the nastiness of the cafeteria of life. Notice what I did there. We're, all right. It's in the mess that we need each other. It's, it's the, this, this whole scripture is saying, don't neglect meeting. And in the, in the Greek, it's actually, it's actually forming the space of, let's not desert this place. This is important. That's why it's important for you to be here. That's why it's important for you to be here. Because until all these seats are filled, you're holding place for the other person to come. Oh, let us not neglect because there's something good happening here. The divine is meeting us here. I found God again, those kind of things you hear. I didn't think I'd ever go to church again, those kind of words, statements you hear. I wasn't sure if I'd ever be on a worship team again and be my full self. Those are the things you hear. There's a reason why you're here. Let us not neglect meeting together. Meeting together, this complete collection in the Greek, meaning the assembly, the movement together, this complete collection, this tapestry of stuff. Why you're here. Why you're here. Helping each other encourages ourselves to move further. Because, I mean, you can't, like, drop a bomb on someone and be like, hey, uh, you know those goals you said you were working on? Were you going to work on those anytime soon? And then that person's like, well, are you working on your goals? Because you come at me like that. Well, that's what community's for. 
put us all on blast. And sometimes we get offended by it. But thank God we all have the same heart here. And hopefully you can do that next to the next person next to you. Hopefully you can be like, hey, I'm really struggling with these things, um, but I'm noticing you're struggling too. So let's talk through this. Let's work through this. Let's figure this out because we are better working through this together than I am by myself. And believe me, better than when you are by yourself. I mean, we think those things, right? Helping each other furthers us. It stretches us. That's why we have churches like the ones we do. That's why LOP exists, Haven exists, Oak Life. Because we're doing something big together. You're part of it. And that's the beauty of this whole thing is that anything that God is up to work in will always have multiple layers to it. Thank God that it's not one-dimensional. Thank God that it's multi-dimensional. Thank God that it's in different places and different congregations. Know that you're not by yourself in this. That God is at work. We need this. When you hear the scripture, some of us hear this uh, deterred fear of persecution, so we don't want to meet together. And inclusive spaces cause that a little bit. Oh, wait, you go to what church? You heard that? Oh, so you at that one gay church. That's what you're saying, huh? Anyone else heard that? I, I hear it all the time. We don't even have any gay flags up in our church. I'm just gay, so all of a sudden it's a gay church. I got some straight people up in my church, lots of them. They don't count. But you hear that, right? You're for, you're, now you're kind of like, well, if I go to that church, they're just going to judge me, and they're saying I'm going to a fake church. They're not really going to church. So we, we wrestle with this, right? Well, uh, I don't want to tell my mom or my dad or my family or my friends this is where I'm going because they're going to be like, oh, that's just a cult. So we wrestle with that, and that pushes us maybe not to want to assemble. Maybe that pushes us not to want to be a part of this. Another thing in us is that we show no interest in it because maybe we've been church hurt. Maybe we just, ah, I've been through it. I've been hurt by church. Can't stand pastors. I don't like church people. I can't stand it. They want to hug me or shake my hand. You know what I'm talking about. And so we don't want to be a part of that, but, but there's something missing there. There's something missing now. I, I'm upset about what happened to me before, but oh, there is so much beauty that did happen. And, and if we can get past the church hurt, then we can be a part of the church healing in this space. And then there's this other one, and that was, this one's all the ego, which is so fun in all of us. We doubt the necessity of going to church. We doubt the necessity of doing it together. We actually, we say, hmm, I can take it or leave it. I don't really need to do it. I don't really need this. And so our ego becomes this loud microphone person inside of us is like screaming, you don't need to go there. You could do this by yourself. And then we isolate ourselves. And where do we actually fall apart? Alone. We do that alone. You know somebody. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's someone in the room. This is when you don't look around. I don't need to be here. I just like to come every once in a while. Like, I don't need this place as much as they need me. The ego has a way of convincing us that this isn't important, that it's an option. 
this is not an option. This isn't. This is a heartbeat. This is a wake up to life. This is a fill it in your body. This is a come to life. This is a be in union, be in unity with the divine. This is a gift. Stronger together. Whatever those reasons are that are listed, we need to change the way we see this meeting together, this stronger together as this is what I should be doing for me and for the person next to me. I get along a lot further. I come across a hill a lot more confident when I have someone next to me. So maybe you will be that person that needs someone next to you to shout and push you on. Or maybe you'll be that person that does it. But either way, we will take turns in this life of being stronger together. And in a space like this, this is where you find the horizontal experience of the divine. Hebrews 10.25. I love to read it in the message version because it always reminds me of like a brother. A black dude, in case you didn't know what I meant. So, the message version of 1025 is, so let's do this. Full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word, right? Let's see how, we, how inventive we can be encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worship together as some people do, spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching. Hey, how about this? How about we keep doing this? How about we keep growing? How about we keep pushing? How about we keep pulling? How about we keep saying, hey, what's going on with you? I'm telling you what's going on with me. I'm going to be up in your mix. You be up in my mix. Let's do this together because guess what? Together we're stronger. We're stronger together. And not just because of what's here, but because of what the Spirit's doing all around this world, this nation. Specifically, our radius, California, Vacaville, Oakland, Berkeley, Novato, other churches popping up, stronger together. And I love the follow-up behind it, actually. It was the 24th verse. It says, let us think of ways we can motivate one another. And to end with this space, my Angela said this, and I thought this was so beautiful, and I wanted to just pour it into you, and I hope you take it. Seek patience and passion in equal amounts. Seek patience and passion in equal amounts. Patience alone will not build the temple. Passion alone will destroy its walls. May you have patience in this stronger together, better together movement. And may your passion be one that's inspired by this horizontal presence of the divine doing something bigger than us, allowing us to be a part of it, building one thing at a time. May your hearts catch fire when you see and see someone who's been isolated and you now know that there's a seat for them. May your hearts catch fire when you know that seat was for you and now you take seat in it. May you not Take for granted the space that says you are welcome and loved and you are pulled in. And what is it? You belong here. May you go out and find those who are looking for this horizontal experience with the divine. 
And may you know that it's going to take a lot of patience. Whew. As a pastor of this movement, it's going to take us a lot of patience, Leah. We deal with a lot of stuff. One minute, I just don't like flyers. It reminds me of the old church I used to go to. Well, what do you want me to do? You want me to send a bulletin out? No, I don't, actually. That offends me, too. <laughs> don't do anything. Don't even say the word tithe around me. I, that's my church, anyway. We don't say it because people, you know what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? This is hard work. This is hard work. Why? Because there's a big wall that we're knocking down together. Let's keep doing it. Keep believing that there's more to come. And know that with patience and a lot of passion, collectively, oh, we're going to build a temple. We are building it. It began with yours. But how beautiful is it to see a room full of people knowing that we are also building one big one together? Amen? Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. It's in Romans. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. In hope, be patient. Be constant in prayer together. We are better. We are stronger. So may patience be with you, and may you lead with passion that ignites you all. And as you closed out in prayer today, may you continue to find God in the midst of all that you do. Amen. Amen.